I can't be near this thing like that. <laughs> That's what happens when you have these expensive ass microphones. If I clear my throat, they ain't gonna hear my clothes. <laughs> my throat clear. They gonna be like, "Dang, you need to drink a little bit more water." <laughs> I'm weak as hell. That's how we get the podcast started, though. We gotta introduce clear. them to a laugh, really clear. Uh, they gotta feel like we just had like the funniest conversation ever, and then hit record because they like, "Dang, like, what did I miss?" Low key, we did. But we won't tell them about that. <laughs> we will not tell them about that. It's just us here. Uh, but maybe if I start a Patreon, the Patreon can be the pre-conversations. I'm, I might have to write that idea down. Honestly, catch us. But banquet hall Patreon. Banquet mm-hmm. hall Patreon. Hey, what a, what a way to start the new year. Uh, I'm going to be speaking in the future and the past for a little bit because. One happy new year to the listeners of the banquet hall as this podcast will go out in 2023. Uh, But we are recording this in 2022, making this guest the last guest interviewed in 2022 and the first guest featured in 2023. What a distinction to welcome Kenny motherfucking Jones to the banquet hall. Kenny, how are you? Wow. What an honor. Honestly, I'm doing great, y'all. Happy to be here. And it's a it's a beautiful way to kick in the new year, you know. Twenty twenty three has a lot in store for all of us. Do you have any? Are you a New Year's resolution type of guy? Do you have any things that you're planning on making a goal for the new year? I do, but I gotta talk to my manager about it first because um, I am super unorganized in that part of my life. <laughs> for the record, no, but uh, Kenny. I know where you are. I know where you're from. But why don't you let the listeners of the Bank of Hall tell us a little bit about you? Like, where are you from? Uh, where are you currently? Let us know the real Kenny Jones. Okay. Um, so for everyone, I grew up in American Canyon. Uh, I lived in Vallejo for some time as well. Um, that is in Northern California, for the folks that don't know. Um, it is a part of the Bay. A lot of people. I was going to ask. You know, that's, that's a tough conversation for a lot of people. It's a part of the Bay. Um, so I grew up out here in the Bay. Um, I went to San Diego for six years for school. And then I came back to do three more years of school in the Bay. <laughs> it's almost over, though. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you, kind sir. Uh, and I had this conversation with the hyphy duck when he was on the banquet hall. So we got to get the, the Bay Area boundary. So obviously, going west, you're in the city of San Francisco, like you the ocean is is right on the other side. So SF is part of the Bay. We know that. Yes, Oakland yes. is obviously part of the Bay. Right. You said that Vallejo, American Canyon, that is part of the Bay. Yeah. How certain are you? Like, if I ask every Bay Area resident, are they all going to say that Vallejo is part of the Bay? No, because there's some haters. But I'm like, how can you have E-40 without, like, come on, yo, come on, back drive from Vallejo, come on now. Fair point. Um, right. Let's go down to San Jose. Is San Jose part of the Bay? It's South Bay, but I might get talked to for that. <laughs> I feel like you got people in San Jose messed up because it's, <laughs> it's it's South Bay. It's South Bay. It's the Bay. South Bay. That's all I'm saying. Okay, let's go a little bit more south. Is Santa Cruz part of the Bay? No way. No way. That was a no. definitive no. It's hey, a definitive I- no for Santa Cruz. I agree with you. Uh, I do have a friend who's from Santa Cruz. I don't even know if she'd be listening to the banquet hall, but I do be low-key shading her when I ask if Santa Cruz is part of the Bay because we had an argument where I was like, no, Santa Cruz is definitely not a part of the Bay. It's part of the Monterey Bay. Yeah, exactly. It's not part of the San Francisco Bay area. Honestly, that's my same, my same thoughts. See, 
I'll be trying I'll be trying to rep for the Bay, you know, like put some respect on the Bay, like respect the Bay as I've been taught to respect the Bay. So if That's you are from Santa Cruz listening to this, I'm sorry, but y'all are not part of the San Francisco Bay area. Yeah, because you knew where I was from when the Dodgers were winning. That's all I got to say. <laughs> My guy was on me when the Giants lost. I was like, bro, leave me alone. I'm from I don't know where. <laughs> hey, you know, like we can get into the sports fandom a bit. I might have to make that a topic because I got questions about your jersey choices sometimes. Ooh. But put them on, put them on. Well, the Dodgers, have- like we... We know what happened to the Dodgers. We don't even have to bring up baseball, but I for sure would text you when because you would be on Instagram story like, oh, I'm at the Giants Dodgers game. Go Giants. Like, oh, Giants. Since a win, do you oh, root yeah. for the Giants? <laughs> All right. So I'm not really a baseball fan, but since mm-hmm. it's like down the street from my spot, like I'm gonna go rep the Giants, I guess. I wanted to be an A's fan, but that's too far. Like 15 minutes opposed to like 40 minutes. Like, I guess I'm repping them. Is that 40 minutes on BART or driving? I don't really drive out here. Um, mm. So on BART, yeah. Gotcha. I could walk well, to the Giant Stadium. Like, that's... Okay. I feel, like I feel that. Reason. Yeah, you know yeah that's I mean. a good reason to be a Giants fan. I mean, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what about basketball, though? Because you're not a Warriors fan. I'm a Bucks fan and a Thunder fan. Shout out to Shea. He's having a crazy year right he now. Is. And Josh Gidley. Uh, Giannis, reigning MVP. From the year before, it was the last year. One of them it was years. three years ago. <laughs> that man's nice. <laughs> and I got Ken- on the Bucks. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say Kenny's the one person I know who owns a Paul George jersey prior to the Clippers. <laughs> Literally, I think I got my Paul George jersey on Paul George Day when he said that I'm gonna <laughs> leave the Thunder. <laughs> I like cried, damn near. I was like, "Yo, are you serious?" I didn't get a rush jersey because I thought PG got a day. Oh, well. But you're about to say how you became a Bucks fan. Oh, yeah. So, no, I saw Giannis enter the league, and I was like, oh, he's going to be the one. So I would tell uh, Zay, our other friend, Isaiah King, like, yo, like, uh, I think it's it's Giannis and the Bucks. And he was like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) A couple years later, MVP. Hey. Champion and champion put some respect on that i was like kenny like what you mean you're a bucks and a thunder fan that's like the most odd combination of teams to root for especially i feel like when i found out that that's who he was rooting for because it was like like you said the bucks were up and coming but they weren't like here yet the thunder yeah. were in that phase where it's like yeah like the thunder is always kind of being here uh so it was like thunder and bucks very very interesting um but i couldn't talk much because at the time the lakers weren't doing good then we won a championship then we stopped doing good again so <laughs> this will be the last time we talk about basketball on this podcast episode because lakers got me jacked up i will say i have this like um thing with the warriors because i'm a thunder fan right I remember mm-hmm. when Kevin Durant got traded to the Warriors, my grandma was laughing at me. I was like, Grandma. Not grandma. Grandma, that's so disrespectful. I'm over here crying on the inflatable. <laughs> I can't imagine my grandma like talking mess about my sports team or laughing at me. Like that, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. And we just lost the year, like we losing. <laughs> We lose Kevin Durant, like grandma, you gotta go in your house. <laughs> no, nah, don't tell grandma she gotta go on the podcast. 
But I want to transition to talk a little bit about your journey south to San Diego. So uh, before I get into how I met you, why don't you start with just what led you to choosing UC San Diego for undergrad? Definitely. So um, in high school, I got a chance to run track uh, my freshman year of uh, high school. I'm starting to get all the years like mixed up. My freshman year of high school, <laughs> um, I actually told the track coach, like, no, nah, I'm going to play badminton. Um, I'd rather not run track I've never heard not, this story before yeah it's not really for me and he's like i could turn you into a champion like what are you doing i'm like i'm gonna play badminton i hope you have a great day <laughs> so i played badminton for a year and then this other coach comes and he's like you should run track it's not like the other things blah 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 like i don't know if you could do this and I'm, i was like bro you don't know if i could do this like all right let me show you. yeah right. let me show you let me show you so i come out to the track and uh more or less junior year of high school, we end up going to state and um, I finally got some looks for running track and UC San Diego was one of them. Um, it was there where I was going to go to a school in Missouri mm. um, and it rained snow and was sunny on the same day in Missouri when I visited. So I was like, it's a no for me, Tom. That's but, awful marketing. Yeah, it's out. It's out. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> so I called up San Diego and I was like, I'm there. <laughs> And it ended up being like one of the best decisions of my life. Um, I got to run track um, at a collegiate level, which I never imagined doing. I was just running to run and um, not run all the time. And yeah, really thankful for that opportunity. I would have never met Kyler. You do be running all the time. You you do be running all the time. Um, I'll probably mention this other times in the podcast too, but one thing I love about Kenny this man will answer the phone whenever I call and nine times out of 10, I'll call him. And he's, I, I swear he's running a marathon. Like he's just mid sprint. Like, hello. I'm like, Hey, what's up? He's like, Hey, what's good, bro. And it's like, yo, you're, are you busy? No, nah, I could talk like, bro, you're running. <laughs> I literally say I could talk in any scenario. I'm like, no, it's cool. What's up? Like, are you good? <laughs> It's all love always, and I love that. But uh, not to bury the lead too far, you mentioned you wouldn't have met me. And meeting you is, I would say, top two or three most memorable experiences meeting people at UCSD. Just because of the story that's tied to it. It's just such a very unique story. So I'll kind of tell my side of the story and then we can fill in with kind of where you were at in this point in time, too. So uh, me and Andre, most of y'all know him from Natural Nonsense. If you haven't tuned into Natural Nonsense podcast yet, what are you waiting on? That's that's my Tune question. In for sure. Tune in for sure. But that's another story. Um, but Andre and I, we both are in the same year at UCSD. Uh, I believe this is like our second year on campus. And with UCSD being the PWI that it is beginning of the year you kind of just looking for whatever black students you can find and bringing them in like hey you come here <laughs> like we are wrangling up all the black students just to make sure folks are connected folks know where community is so me andre and jazzy we were in the ravel parking lot and we saw this black family and they were like looking around they kind of looked lost but even if they weren't lost we wanted to make a connection we was like hey what's up y'all like Y'all need help finding anything. Y'all going to the BRC. We got this Student Success Institute happening. They're like, yeah, we're going to go to that. And I was like, oh, like, where's your student? I was like, oh, he's already here. Um, if you ever, like, run into him, look out for him. His name is Kenny Jones. I'm like, all right, Kenny Jones. Like, I'm going to remember that. And so fast forward to later that day, 
me and Andre go to the gym, Remac, which is now named the Lion Tree Arena. If y'all UCSD folks didn't know, that's disgusting. Uh, Why? Why? Capitalism, but <laughs> sheesh. Um, but me and Andre going to Remac playing basketball. We it's always pickups running at Remac, and we go into Ox Gym. And usually, me and Andre are the only black people there when we're going. But it's like, oh wait, there's this black student. And then it's like, hey, what's up, man? Like, what's your name? He's like, oh, Kenny. We're like, Kenny, what's <laughs> up, bro? And Kenny's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I was so surprised. I'm not going to front. I was like, huh? I just got here today. Right. It's like, I'm literally new in town and y'all acting like y'all really know me. And then the game commences and we're playing pickup ball. And this is when I didn't think Kenny and I would ever be friends because, you know, just casual game of pickup. We run at fives. Ain't nobody that nice on this pickup game. Like we're at, we're all at UC San Diego. None of us are going pro. And so, you know, somebody shoots on Kenny's team. I'm trying to get the rebound. That's my job. Like I'm a rebounder, like get the ball moving. And as I'm trying to get the rebound, I look up and Kenny's just flying, like trying to dunk a put back. I'm like, Hey bro. And mind you, I'm, what am I, 19 at this point? I'm a different dude. I'm like, hey, dog, like, watch where the fuck you flying. Because <laughs> why is this man trying to dunk on me week zero? I ain't even really know where my class is at, and I'm about to get dunked on at Ox Gym? <laughs> Hell no. Nah. I'm not going to lie. I was moving mad different then. I was jumping out the gym. I was like, let Literally. me get one real quick. <laughs> nah like nah you lucky I have some sense I should have fouled your ass midair that would have been a whole different story we needed a whole this different story but look at where we've come full circle uh, I think the reason we were able to get here is because you didn't finish the dunk like if you would have finished the dunk I don't know like I probably would have just not been able to talk to you for a minute at least for a cool minute but yeah, what was what was that like? Your first day in college and these two random dudes, you have no idea who they are, run up to you like they just you you they bro. Honestly, I felt like it was super reassuring. Like there was no black roommates that I had. Um I I guess in the reflection of that, like all of y'all being so welcoming, I think helped to like settle in, even if we didn't because we didn't even kick it for like hella long. Right. Um, honestly, until like right before we moved in with each other. But um like just knowing that someone could be there and like a familiar face throughout campus was like a beautiful thing for sure. No, absolutely. And I think that's the one thing that I always knew about you. I was like, I might not see Kenny for like seven to nine weeks, but when I do see him, he's like, Hey man, like what's going on? Like just all happy to see me uh, doing something, whether it's running for associated student government, running on the track field or just navigating campus. Cause I remember it was just randomly, I felt like you turned into this like really political figure on campus. And it was like, oh, like Kenny's running for like office office. Like, what was that like running for AS and being a part of that AS movement? Honestly, it was like all the perfect storm for, I guess, like my own story. Um, I got asked to join the Students Determined Slate. Mm -hmm. We did sweep that year talk your shit talk your shit say we slept that year i did have the most votes <laughs> and i was on like a different type of grind because i realized like i guess the impact one person can have 
Um, I knew nothing about politics or the student government at all, but I knew that I could be successful like in it and in getting into the position to do something. Um, so with that, uh, I went into it and then I uh, ran based off of the D1 campaign um, that we we're trying to launch for the school um, through the athletics. And it ended up passing through, which is insane. Like I've helped to lead a successful campaign <laughs> to turn a school to division one. Like, whoa, like where is that at on the resume? I don't know. But it gotta um, be there. You gotta put that on there somewhere. I gotta put something on there. <laughs> um, through that process, I just learned how like um powerful our words could be in our actions. Like there were times where like I missaid something that wasn't politically correct or mm. um learning the right and wrong things to say and like um kind of just learning about life in a whole different lens that I was used to. No, I think that's amazing because I think there's so much growth that happens in college outside of the classroom that you really can never be prepared for. Because I know when you were thinking about choosing colleges and you're going to be running track, but you're also like getting a degree at the end of the day, you're not thinking about like, oh, how am I going to grow as a political figure and like be able to learn how to be a leader learn how to talk to quote unquote the media. Like, of course it's like UCSD media, but like being able right. to talk, being able to represent people, understanding the nuances of different issues that you're fighting for. Like there's a lot of growth that happens and this is not even talking about what's going on in the classroom. Right. And yeah, I was not prepared, <laughs> but I was in that thing and I, it was a sleep learning curve for sure. Like, I feel like it's almost impossible to be caught up in like all of world news instantly. Um, so that's why I try to have like, um, like an open mind for people that are still learning and even myself, like sometimes I feel like I'm hard on myself for not knowing or um, those other things, but definitely. What you being hard on yourself for not knowing something you don't say <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that though, but uh, let the folks know what did you actually study at UCSD? Uh, so I, I went in. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I changed my major like four times, y'all. Um, I got really lucky. This was before bio was impacted at UCSD. Um, but I started off with neuroscience, then I went to uh, marine biology because I was like this would be cool and then I couldn't pronounce any of the name of the sea creature so I was like this probably won't be cool so I switched to, uh what was it I think I was a chemist for some time mm. because I was volunteering in a lab that uh, made biodegradable surfboards and then ended up doing uh, biochemistry and cell biology and um, yeah that's what I studied in school and then um, I did a little bit more school and I studied analytical chemistry analytical chemistry because one round at UCSD wasn't enough for you you had to do two rounds at UCSD what was that like being a, a double trident um so getting my master's at UCSD it all wouldn't have happened without one of my teammates Emmanuel he was the manager for this uh, lab that I was working in and I was volunteering there and I was like bro you know I've been looking for some stuff he's like oh I might uh give my our other teammate Makaya uh which one will call it like a volunteer position. And I was like, what about me? I've been asking you for a year. He's like, oh yeah, huh? We do have this uh, study with Colgate. I'm like, dog, I want to, come on, bro. I want to be a dentist. And he's like, oh yeah, huh? Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a manual. Come on, bro. Um, But with that, the second time going around, it felt way better. I think, um, 
going to UCSD, I didn't know how good the school was. And I didn't know how much I didn't know mm. in general. So I felt like the second time around, I was like, I finally found my footing. Um, my PI that I was working with gave me some leeway on like the type of classes I could do. And um, I ended up teaching photography at the same time. So it was like a whole experience where like I got to carve it out myself and still learn the topics that I wanted to. So I really appreciated that time. And then you have a couple of distinctions when you went for round two at UCSD. Um, mm -hmm. I will never forget one because it feels like one of those last normal experiences before the world shut down. Um, but I went to, was it a, was it a defense? Was, what is the technical term for what you were doing? My thesis defense, thesis defense. Yes. I went to Kenny's thesis defense and this was like right before like the world was about to end. <laughs> like, I think, I think it was your PI or somebody that was like, yeah, this might be the last in person defense for who knows how long. So uh, we're all in this room. Kenny's at the front of the classroom, probably nervous as hell. And he's about to defend this thesis. And quite frankly, banquet hall listeners, how long, how long was your defense about like 30 minutes? How long was it? It's about 30, 45, 30. I didn't know what he was saying for like 36 of those minutes. Like this man was just like cooking. Uh, he had the charts, the diagrams. He had pictures. He was saying some words. I was like, I don't know what the hell he's saying. I, I think I made the slideshow like I was on one of the pictures or something. But it was just like, ah, like, I don't know what he's saying, but he sounds smart. So in whatever way you want to say, I'd say layman's terms. I don't know if it's even a possibility to describe what you were defending in layman's terms, but what was your defense about? <laughs> Not years later. <laughs> I do want to say for the record too, Kyler and I lived together. So there was one point in time super close to my defense where I ran downstairs and I was like, I've done it. I've done it. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I figured it out. And I just started talking about it. He's like, okay. And I'm like, I got to go. And I just go Real back, back to the future type shit. It was just like, it was like, Eureka, I've done it. I'm like, yo, what <laughs> the hell was you doing upstairs? And the thing people got to know about you as a roommate, it's no telling what you're going to come downstairs with. Sometimes he's screaming and it's like, oh, that's just Kenny playing League of Legends. Sometimes he comes downstairs. Before he goes upstairs, he pulls a hot dog out of his pocket. <laughs> Sometimes he's discovering something and it's just a brink of the next scientific like phenomenon. It's just like, yep, sounds about right. So yeah, I, I will never forget that either. Cause I was like, oh, he's done it. I don't know what the hell he's done, but he, he did. <laughs> he's it. done it. Yeah, no. So basically um, I discovered that there is an interaction between like the bacteria and the things that we eat um, in our mouths in regards to like what stains our teeth. Um, so we found out that there were these other uh, chemicals, if you will, that are um, the byproducts of the bacteria that we're digesting and eating and that live in our mouth. Um, so it was pretty cool. I never imagined in my life that I'd be doing something like that. And um, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to stay and get my master's as well. Um, I was thinking about applying to more school after, um, but I felt like it was the perfect uh segue into the next chapter of my life 
Yeah, it was a beautiful segue and one that you were way too humble about because as I was just lost in whatever the hell he was saying, they <laughs> they end and they're like, oh, anyone have any questions? And I'm like, I ain't gonna ask him no questions. I know this is a, it's a like, release, like, oh, I've done it. And then from the back of the classroom, gentleman in the back, I turn around, it's Andre. I'm like, oh, he's about to ask some shit. And Andre asked you this most sophisticated question. It's like, like, what can we learn from this research that you've done? And then it turns out Kenny discovers some shit. It's like, Kenny, you discovering something new and you just acting like, oh, I'm just giving a little third grade science fair presentation. <laughs> I think it was way bigger than I even imagined because like Andre asked me that question and I was just like on go mode. So my brain couldn't even comprehend what he asked me. Um, but the product or the research I did you'll probably see the the product in the future. Um, they gave us a product right before from Colgate that was like this like ultimate 3D whitening, something like that. So I'll be in the next one, which is insane, right? Like never in my wildest dreams would I be thinking that I'd be on a in Colgate. Yeah, like a piece it's going to be some shit that 10 out of 10 dentists recommend. I'm counting it. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> Nah, but that's dope. I'm going to be at the toothpaste dial in Target in the year 2040. It's going to be a tube of toothpaste wow. that costs like $87. And it's going to be like, Kenny discovered this compound. It's like, yeah, I know him. I was there. <laughs> I'm going to make my own before that happens. Dog. <laughs> I know I'm waiting on it. Like, I, I will never forget that. It was just one day you randomly was like, yeah, like, I'm about to develop my own toothpaste. I'm like, you can do that? Like, they, they let niggas develop toothpaste? <laughs> no, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Ain't no niggas making toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love we love it. We are gonna have some. Um, as you take your sip, I will try to slowly ask the next question, give you your mouth time to digest what is going into your system. Um, but one of the things that is a nicely kept secret, I would say, is that the banquet hall was stolen from Kennedy's community. And I use stolen very lightly, but <laughs> Kenny, I started this series um, about three years ago now, I think, where you are interviewing some of your friends who are doing dope things. Um, the description that you have on your YouTube channel, I don't know if you've read this anytime recently, but there's great people out there. Let's hear from them within the community. We hope to have fruitful discussions with our featured guests about our past, present, and future. By telling stories and reflecting on the past, we can gain a new perspective of that person and their personal passions. That is the description of Community with Kenny Jones on YouTube. And that is exactly the inspiration for the banquet hall because very similarly, there's dope people doing dope things and we need to hear their stories. So talk to me a little bit about the inspiration for developing community. And before you get to that uh, description, I do want to thank you for allowing me to continue the community legacy through the banquet hall without paying you for the idea. Um, We're going to talk about that, but <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, in college, I realized how small the world was. And how many people, I guess, uh, are drawn to California in general. Um, one of my roommates was a mathematician. One of my roommates um, just opened on the New York Stock Exchange. One of my past roommates, uh, his dad was the vice president of IBM. Like, the people that I was around <laughs> without even, like, knowing were amazing freaking people. Right. And I think I just wanted to like 
take advantage of that moment of like, oh, I mean, this cool person, I mean, this cool person, let me selfishly document this. <laughs> and like, really, I guess, um, embrace the opportunity to have intentional time to learn about another person. Um, I think like society in the world makes it so life is so fast paced, that um, like the people that you might be inspired by or that you're cool with like could be right next to you and you mm -hmm. don't ever ask them any like intentional questions or you don't get a chance to like really dive into their life and um i think that's how we started with like the first one with kyler and i and i was like yo like you're fire at writing poetry <laughs> like it's kind of insane can we talk about your book and you're like yeah and i'm like lit <laughs> let's and, do it right now <laughs> yeah like i have a setup you want to go over there by the tv <laughs> and i think that was just the thing and um we plan on making a comeback community 2.0 um another time but still meeting some more people no i think that's amazing um yeah just looking back at just those three years, like you have several videos on YouTube under community. So make sure y'all search community with Kenny Jones on YouTube and check out some of those community interviews. Um, the first one, like you said, it was myself and him right in front of our TV. And what I really appreciated about Kenny during that interview, which is kind of why I wanted to make sure the banquet hall was structured nicely, was it wasn't just like, oh, like, let me just read these questions on a piece of paper. But Kenny had like notes and stuff about like specific poems in the book and asked about like inspiration behind poems. He like, oh, what does this line mean in this poem? And I think that intentionality and that investment in people's creativity, especially, is very important because it's really it's really nice when somebody like retweets you on Twitter. It's really nice when somebody likes a post or shares a post, but when you really show that you're intentionally like thinking about what someone's creating and what someone's doing with their life, I think that that's where, like you said, like you get to really know people, get to know what they've been through. And that's what the banquet hall is for is to help share people's stories. So I'm happy that community is coming back. I can't wait to see the new guests that are on the horizon. And maybe there's a community and banquet hall, a community banquet hall collab in the future. I think that needs to happen. I think it needs to happen too. Um, so speaking of community, I think that when we're in college environments and when we're trying to figure out uh, who we want to become, what we want to do with our lives, community involvement is very important. And I know based off of stalking you on the Dugoni School's website and a beautiful article written on January 11, 2021, uh, one of your inspirations for going to into dentistry and really solidifying your pathway to dentistry was your involvement with Flying Sam's and volunteering in Mexico. So talk to us a little bit about the Flying Sam's and what that experience was like. Definitely. So the Flying Samaritans is a group that um, volunteers in uh, different countries in order to uh, better meet some of the healthcare disparities that um, are in these different places. Uh, when I was in my third year of undergrad i'm sorry y'all it's going on like 10 <laughs> years almost which is also wild um, wow yeah it was my third year and one of my good friends one of my mentors he was like hey um do you want to lead these service trips to mexico and i'm like um i don't really know spanish and he's like don't worry you're tough enough and i'm like okay <laughs> let's try it so I ended up leading these mission trips to Mexico where we give free uh, dental care for about three years of my life. Um, and we go down every month and provide free care with um, dental assistants, hygienists, dentists, 
um, all looking to help uh, those in need and people that really needed some immediate uh, attention to their health care and specifically uh, oral health care. And um, yeah, it was like a crazy experience because I another thing like just taking the chance or taking an opportunity that's presented um, itself. I never thought that I'd be doing something like that. And I'm like the main point of contact. So I was like figuring out um, government like documents with the government in Mexico. I speak mm -hmm. Spanish like very poquito. So <laughs> we had to we had to we had to figure some things out. Um, but this ultimately led me to going to dental school because I could see how much like um, these moments that we spend with other people can make a difference on their lives. And I really appreciated the uh, immediate gratification that happens from like um, someone that might be in pain with a toothache or something to that extent. Uh, recently, we're actually in talks about going back to Mexico at the end of March to do um, a service trip. And it'll be my first time being a doctor there. So um, I'm really excited about that. And it'll be super full circle. What is that like? I want to want to expand on that a little bit. What is it like to hear yourself say like that would be your first time doing it as a doctor? Um, it's wild, right? <laughs> like I did everything for that clinic. I think there was one time where I was like adjusting one of the pipes on the floor and sewer water just like flew into my face. Like the toilet was back. It was the <laughs> it was a story. <laughs> Everybody. And um, I think it's just really, uh, what's the word, uh, humbling, you know, like, mm. I didn't have a chance, no, no one in my family is a doctor. So um, the opportunity to be able to do this and to help others and um, to see like kind of um, something that I helped build uh, again and in a better place is something beautiful for me. I love that. I love that so much. And kind of expanding a little even more about like some of these milestones in your pathway. Um, I remember it wasn't too long ago when you had your coat ceremony and you sent us like the link in the, you sent like some type of live stream link. I was literally driving on the 15, but I was like, nah, like forget the music I'm playing. Like I'm listening to this ceremony. So I had the phone up on the little dashboard, had the ceremony going and we was like, we can't be there, but man, whenever they say Kenny Jones, we going up, like the groove text was jumping. It was just so excited. So what was that like just being on that stage and putting on that coat for the first time? I think I thought about so many things while I was on the stage. Um, little to my knowledge before, but like at least when I entered the program, there was no black men that were in it. And my faculty recently told me that I was the first black student they had in 11 years. So I think <sighs> like looking back on that, like I didn't know how big my role was in the school or like in general to like healthcare as a whole um, until like looking back at this moment. Um, at that moment, I was super giggly. I was probably <laughs> drunk with my classmates and um, <laughs> we were enjoying the moment, you know, uh, we were reading like the oath to do no harm. And, um, you know, I really hope that I can uh, embrace that for the rest of my life and be able to help people that um, don't have access to healthcare and um, are unsure of what to do next for um, what's best for their lives. 
like a proud dad right now just watching you talk about your dental school journey i know man like like seeing like just the levels of stress that you'd be under uh seeing like just the amount of hours you would stay up late some of it procrastinating some of it playing league of legends but nonetheless you had to have balance in your life but just seeing like just the hard work that went into getting where you are like i don't know it's just something really special about even not being able to be there at the ceremony, but being able to see you on the live stream, like putting on the coat. I'm like, nah, that's my dog. That's that's Kenny motherfucking Jones. I appreciate that so much, brother. Like, again, uh, a moment that was way bigger than I ever imagined, even if it's like something so simple as putting on the coat. Absolutely. And I want to touch on or transition to Crown Ellen because you mentioned like what it, your experience was like being or understand that you're the first black male in the program in 11 years like that's just 11 might seem like a small number to some but just thinking like 11 years of time without another person who looks like you partaking in that ceremony and being on that college campus like there's a lot to that and so uh you started crown ellen and i want you to talk a little bit about what crown ellen is and what it means for you as a future dentist Definitely. So I started Crown Ellen with the intention to make something that I felt comfortable wearing um, in the space that I'm in. Um, and excuse me, my school is uh, only business casual, or you can only wear like business wear and you can't wear scrubs. So I felt like it immediately affected like my existence. Um, a lot of people can spend a lot of money on clothes, especially at my school, which is a private school. Um, a lot of their families have dentists that have been in their life for like generations to come, right? So getting some of the clothes or things that they have um, like is nothing for them. And um, I really just wanted the opportunity to create something that was um, like to the same standard and for me and by me. And um, yeah, I just wanted to let them know that like, despite this other barrier to where I, you get asked to leave school if you're not wearing professional wear mm -hmm. um, wouldn't stop me from being the doctor that I wanted to be and um, being perceived around school as the young professional that I am despite um, how I look what I'm wearing and um, all those things yeah I think representation is so important not only in the fields that we're in but what we're wearing how we're showing up to these different places and so I think it's beautiful what you're doing with Crown Ellen and something that you don't necessarily emphasize when you talk about Crown Ellen, but I want people to know the shit's fly. Like forget mm -hmm. all the like sentimental, mm -hmm. like representation stuff. Like that's all important, but nah, it's fly. Like when I remember when you first sent me like the first Crown Ellen gear and I saw it, I was like, oh, no, nah, this is this is <laughs> nice. Like I can't imagine it. If I saw my dentist about to clean my teeth or something and he come in like swaggy like that, I'm like, oh, my teeth about to be chip skylark status like shiny teeth and me status <laughs> my shiny teeth and me and uh with that we have a lot more to come um my manager and i have been working to see what the uh drops will look like in the future um i know we're gonna have two crown ellen drops and i'm starting another subline too called above me um not many people know about that banquet hall exclusive but uh above Ooh. me will have four drops next year so very excited about that four drops next year so there's a lot to look forward to in 2023 i guess te technically four drops this year by the time people are hearing this but um 
uh kenny you're always you're always getting to some things like kenny has 1700 instagrams 1300 finstagrams uh sometimes i'll be trying to send kenny a post on something and i'm like wait which one is he going to check sooner is it dr kenny is it 35 millimeter kenny should i send it to crown ellen like what's kenny going to check um but i want to take that as a transition to talk about some of your other endeavors outside of dentistry uh first kmfj on the beat like let's talk to you about making beats and what music has meant for you over these last several years definitely so um in high school in elementary school let's go back to there there's this one girl named sylvia she was the number one flutist like in the napa valley for some time but we were playing recorder and she beat me on this one day i couldn't play uh whatever that song is called chopsticks right Mm. because i couldn't read the tempo correctly Ever since then, I was the most competitive music man in the world. <laughs> I was like, this girl beat me. Oh, my God. Um, from there, I played like clarinet, bass clarinet, um, trumpet, tuba, trombone, all these different instruments. And um, I went into college and I realized like I'm missing something that I really appreciate. Um, and I think this was right before the time COVID started happening. Um, I want to say 2018, I got into some beats. Um, shout out to uh, Zay La Vie who gave me my first DAW. Um, if y'all don't know what that is, that's like um, where people make beats. Um, so this is like Logic or FL Studio. Excuse me. And um, yeah, I just started making beats and I made some trash. He laughed at me the first time and I was like, mm, well, and uh, I made some more trash, made some more trash. And suddenly like one man's trash was another man's treasure. Mm. Um, people started to appreciate the music that I was making and um I actually have an EP that I'm a part of um, coming out this Friday, but this will be in 2023 when y'all hear this. So it's out now (laughs) (laughs) Um, with my homie Bebo. She's a phenomenal singer. Um, She was actually on X Factor like a couple years ago. So um, definitely stay tuned for that. And when y'all hear or see me, you can find it as well because I'll be posting about it. Awesome. And while we're on the topic of posting about it, where can folks find you if they want to support you and all your endeavors? Definitely. So I have an account. Um, the first one is like my personal page. It's uh, DR period Kenny Jones. And that's uh, for Instagram as well as 35 MM Kenny. Um, that has a lot of my photography and um, some more of my like artistic things. And Crown Ellen is K R O W N E L L E N. And that's where all my uh, designs will be for uh, clothing and some other fun stuff that we may see. Some other fun stuff. Kenny always got something up his sleeves. Like, I feel like I got to pause the recording and be like, what, what else is coming? Today. Right. I've no said, first thing I saw when I came on this damn podcast kenny hair lengthy as hell and then he got the guns blazing with the muscle tee on i was like oh he's trying to get the ladies from the banquet hall hello <laughs> i'll see you uh hello um excuse me <laughs> see him adjusting his head for no reason throughout the podcast like oh, i gotta stretch real quick uh the audio listeners just like what the hell are they talking about this is why audio listeners uh, head on over to youtube banquet hall pod or you can go on spotify the videos on spotify too but yeah that's how you check out kenny's gun show you be watching on spotify yeah i watch on spotify look at look at kenny being an avid supporter um that's another thing 
we'll talk about support in a second but if i had to list out like out of all the people i'm not related to by blood like who supports me the most Kenny's the leader of Team Kyler. This is Team Captain right here. Whenever I'm about to drop something, if I have an idea, Kenny's there to support it. He's there to help me think through the idea more. Uh, he's giving me additional things to think about doing. So if you ever need to learn about how to support people, maybe that would be your not nonsense appearance. We'll talk about supporting your homies. Um, but Kenny, Kenny Jones, avid supporter of everything his friends does. So shout out to you. You deserve to hear your flowers for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we're rounding out towards the tail end of the podcast. Uh, you mentioned 35 millimeter Kenny Instagram page. So I wanted to touch a little bit about your love for photography, how that's grown over time. Uh, Kenny always got the the disposable camera or something in his hands when you see him. Uh, so what, where did the love for photography start? Yeah. So, um, 2014 I want to say that was when vlogging was super popular so I saw this right so I complained to my mom like hey you know mom I need a camera I gotta record I'm about to go to college I gotta record everything that happens and she's like okay fine so her and her friend they dropped for a camera for me and I'm carrying like this huge DSLR like everywhere so I'm like and that's how I got the gun show right so I'm carrying this thing everywhere <laughs> and I started taking more and more pictures um and I started posting my pictures on a website and this would be like all the sports athletes or like whoever was in my immediate area, um, whether that's a bird or like my homie Grant, who used to be the point guard on the team. Like shout out to I was Grant. taking the picture. Yeah. Shout out to Grant. Fire. Um, I would just be taking pictures nonstop. Um, I actually got the opportunity to take a class that was like the intro to photography um, which led to me teaching the class during my master's program. Um, with that, I was the first bio student that ever uh, taught a visual arts class, which was like cool, but the visual arts students didn't really respect me. <laughs> they're like, well, he don't bro. know what he's talking about. Yeah, they're like, he bio, bro. Come on now. And I'm like, honestly, <laughs> am I bio, bro? I think I'm more art, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um but that helped me develop like what looks good what doesn't um and uh also help teach folks what what could look good for them or what they should be looking for and from there um I started another little brand or photography hustle that I was doing grad photos for folks um, which is another good time and then eventually I moved out to the bay again and I started working with a group called bird management um, shout out to Gerald. It was just his birthday yesterday. It's my boss. Um, and uh, yeah, they gave me the opportunity to take photos at concerts and shows. So um, I've had the opportunity to take pictures of like some of the most famous people in the world uh, or be like steps away from them. And uh, again, like, I guess this is all based off of just taking an opportunity that's given to you. Um, one of my good friends, Nate, that I went to high school with asked me if I could take photos for his show. Um that the venue happened to be 10 minutes away from my house. So I was like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. With that photos became something that I loved, not only because like I get to um, create something that's beautiful, but I get to live in the moment that a lot of people uh, think about for the rest of their lives. And um, I really appreciated being like an archivist in that thought. An archivist. I like the way you put that. Cause there's just so many memories and, stories that come with pictures there's like they really when they say a picture is worth like a thousand words like they really mean that and just even scrolling through 35 millimeter kenny like 
there's a photo of this like Black Lives Matter post or this wall rather in Chinatown in Oakland. Uh, and it's from, when is this from? April, 2021. Uh, the photo from outside of a bankery and it has the no justice, no peace. Like there's just so many stories within these different photographs, whether it's construction, whether it's bridges. So definitely check out 35 millimeter Kenny on Instagram, 35 mm Kenny, uh, just seeing all the different things that he's posting. And one thing I can also say about Kenny, you're always on a grind. I could talk to you at 10 o'clock PM. I'm like, all right, bro. Like I'm about to head to bed. What you about to do is like, oh, I got to do this shoot. I'm like, bro, it's 1030. Where the hell are you going? Or like we'd be chilling at the crib, like playing Mario Party or something. Like, all right, y'all, it's, it's midnight. I'm about to go to bed. What you about to do? Oh, we're going to Mexico to volunteer right now. <laughs> That's true. I'm a workaholic, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good but i think it's just because you're so passionate about the work that you're doing but in terms of being a workaholic and if i might add like a bit of a perfectionist at times perhaps um okay. have there been times where you've like wanted to stray away from the pathways that you're on or give up on some of your businesses and if so how did you overcome that oh this is a great question um, I think every quarter, I think there's something I want to give up on <laughs> to try to be the best in something else. Um, but I guess I'd say with that, there's always an affirmation that comes after. Excuse me, an affirmation that comes after that basically says like, no, we appreciate what you're doing or we appreciate your work. Try more, try more, experiment more. And um, I think that's like kind of the grace that I try to give myself when thinking about these different art forms or these different businesses, right? There's people playing with like billion dollar budgets and not to say that like, okay, so they have the ability to, but I think it's more so like give yourself the space to like treat it like a billion dollar budget, right? Like you really appreciate the money or the things that you're spending time and energy on, like treat it that way and kind of... uh give it its own intentionality um so whenever i feel lost i was like i didn't even answer the question <laughs> whenever i feel lost about like a particular thing um i like to go to the water and um, i'm really connected with the water and i just like to sit it over and think about really what i tend to intend to do with this um, thing or this product um that i want to give to the world i know a lot of times um I result in like, maybe I need to look at a, a different way this can be given to the world. So that'll be for me like, oh, like y'all need a beat. Let me send a beat. Uh, y'all need a design. Let me send an idea for it. Um, things of that nature. So I try to restructure and take a break from whatever it is that I'm stuck on or um, that I'm losing a little motivation in. That's beautiful advice. I think that's advice that I need to have on loop i'm gonna cut this part of the episode and like just loop that when i'm like doubting like oh do i really want to do this because i think that yeah that really hit home those words of advice um and now i want to talk a little bit about words of advice that you would have for people outside of like just when you um are thinking about giving up but just what general words of advice do you have for someone who might be wanting to start a new passion or develop their passion in a different way or maybe bring their identities into their profession like you're doing with crown ellen like what words of advice could you share with some of our listeners definitely i think the biggest thing is jump in like a lot of people are afraid and like sitting in fear is immobilizing it doesn't allow you to really see anything that you want um 
I challenge everyone to take the chance because you'll never know. Um, every time that, again, that I doubted myself, another opportunity presented itself. And I think that's just um, the kind of karma you put into the world if you do it with the right intentions and you really want to make something good for um not only yourself like out of like the desire to make yourself feel like satisfied or complete but also to give to others um a lot of the thoughts or ideas i don't really try to gatekeep or like mm. hold on to i really would rather rather like sell kyler like oh i think you should do this this and this even if it's something i have planned for my own thing right like um, giving to others is one of the most beautiful things you can do in life. Such a giver. I love that. Made my heart feel all warm hearing that. Um, let's close this podcast out with a couple of quick hitters. Uh, both of them are going to be related to dentistry, and I did not prepare you for these questions. Uh, so I'm excited to put you on the spot. The first one, what dental habits really grind your gears? Like if there's anything that people don't do when it comes to their dental hygiene, like what's like you hear your friend doesn't do something, it just pisses you off. One thing is floss. <laughs> I think it's more so because they try to lie. And I'm like, dog, <laughs> I'm in your mouth. <laughs> I'm in your mouth, dog. You don't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. I can see it. I can see the food. I'm picking it out. I'm picking it out. Damn it. Like, yeah, like, I floss twice a day. Like, mm. yeah, well, we want you to improve on that. Can you floss twice more a day? <laughs> um, I guess, secondly, ooh, I'm going to lose something from that. I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> Secondly, yeah, don't get yourself cut up. Right, I know. I'm like, mm. secondly, I think it's um, dang, what is it? I think it's just that dog. The flossing, flossing is pretty tragic. Um, or I guess the last thing would be like staining things that stain your teeth, right? Mm. Like somebody's like, I drink hella coffee. How can I get my teeth whiter? Do you want to drink that much coffee, dog? Do you want to like smoke that much tobacco? Like, let's just, we know what it does. Let's just be honest. Some of our listeners ain't gonna like that coffee point. They're like, man, mind your business. I need my pumpkin spice latte. Hey, we all got something, right? <laughs> I drink a lot of energy drinks for the record. Yerba, Yerba, Yerba Mate. Let me know. I need the sponsor. <laughs> I'm about to say, no free sponsors on this podcast. Please. Um, I don't got it. <laughs> any herbs, any yerbas. <laughs> see, if you're gonna say that though, you're supposed to have the can right next to you so you could just pull it up. Like, you ain't got no empty can on you. My man's really looked though. <laughs> Looking. Um, next up, for people who say that they're scared of the dentist, what words do you have for them? First thing, come before you get scared. Mm. Like you can feel when something ain't right come to us when you feel something ain't right that's a good thing right like because your body knows what's wrong like listen to your body if something hurts in your mouth go tell your dentist he wants to help or she they want to help you um especially this one and uh second like i'm the nicest dentist so come see me if you're gonna see anybody <laughs> uh this shameless self-plug i love it um 
but I have no doubt that you're going to be such a friendly dentist. I feel like you're going to be the dentist that makes all the people laugh and just want to see their smiles. Kenny Smiles Jones Dentistry. Uh, Kenny and I have discussed many of business plans for his future dental office and how I can take it over as an MBA and he'd be the dentist in there. <laughs> yeah, I hope all y'all hold him to that accountability. Yep. We're going to open up for you, Kyler. Hey, we're going to do it, but you're going to have to pay me more than just boom, chicken, pop. Like, I'm going to need a salary. We're going to give whatever you want. <laughs> Almost. All right, we're going to hold you to that, too. Hey, yeah, no, I was like, it's on record and i could cut out the almost i'm the podcast <laughs> we'd have to speak to my manager about this <laughs> i am the manager <laughs> hey well you should have had your manager review the stipulations for the banquet hall <laughs> i'm gonna tell him back. honestly i'm gonna text him right after this and be like i kind of messed up <laughs> oh yeah you gotta have your manager review the podcast that you're gonna be on he should have had me sign a contract or something See what NDA. I'm doing with all this. Honestly. <laughs> a NDA on a podcast. <laughs> you don't I told you about the mm. They gotta <laughs> listen if they want to hear about the mm. About the mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> nah, you know I got you. We ain't we we gonna be in good business. We're gonna be good business partners. I'm not gonna ask for anything egregious, but smiles Jones Dentistry. Is that we dap we dapping that up? Yeah. There we go. Mm. Audio <laughs> listeners are just gonna have a blast with this one. Um, next one. This is kind of just a funny one. What toothpaste do you recommend? I feel like as someone that's like looking to prescribe things for people, it's hard because everyone is different. Mm. I do recommend um the one that suits your needs the best. So if you're looking for some like, oh, my gums hurt, there are some that help your gums. If you're like, oh, I want a more bright smile, like let's look for the whitening one. Baking soda on the record is known to whiten. So maybe we want to hit up the baking soda Arm & Hammer one. The Arm & Hammer brands. I've had some Arm & Hammer toothpaste. They they help. I feel like they're pretty like brilliant. Um, Also to the Colgate one, the one I worked with. Shout out to them. Um, if they want to get up again. Sponsor your know. boy. They might make me go back to get more school. I might do it too. But um if they pay for it. No, nah, I won't. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And sensodyne. If your teeth are sensitive, get sensodyne for sure. Sensodyne for sensitive teeth. Well um, wait, wait, wait before that. But if anything hurts, please see the dentist. Like, don't wait for me. Please don't wait for me. All my friends are like, oh, I'll save this for you. Like, bro, get it taken care of. <laughs> Like, please, it's going to be something crazy that I honestly will have to send to somebody else to help you with. I'm not specializing, but I got the homies. Got the homies. That's the important piece. And I think that's kind of my favorite, like, comedic part of, like, going to college and getting a degree in something. Your friends, family, and biggest supporters, they automatically is like, oh, well, Kenny's a dentist. I need a root canal. Kenny, can you hook it up? Like, yo, like, I just took Dental 101 this weekend. Yeah. Literally, someone like people hit me up all the time and just send me pictures of their mouth. And I'm like, dog, good morning. Like, people pay me to do this. I can't imagine <laughs> waking up to just getting a picture of one of your friends' mouths. Like, like hey, you. Kenny, uh, does I this look you. okay? I love you, dog. You gotta, you gotta at least say hello. God damn. <laughs> oh, that's for sure going in the promo. <laughs> 
please. So if you're listening to this, uh, send to Dr. Kenny Jones a picture of your back molars. Oh, my gosh. Um, If there's any audio messages that want to be sent for questions, I will do a second Mm. segment where I answer them all. Should we do that? We absolutely should do that. So uh, for the sake of the clip, I'm going to say it out loud. Uh, Banquet Hall listeners, we're going to have our first Q&A episode with a dentist. Like, How many podcasts will not give you a Q&A with a black male dentist? So whatever about. oral hygiene questions that you have, uh, head over to the link in the bio at Banquet Hall Pod and send us a quick voice memo or send us a DM with your dental questions. I will bring Dr. Kenny back to the podcast to answer to them. Uh, with the caveat slash disclaimer, keep in mind that my man is still in dental school, so he's going to give his informed opinion. Yeah. It's not supposed to be the Ten Commandments of dentistry, like, but just to hear from someone in the field studying and someone who's not going to BS you, like, he will give you an honest answer based off of his experience. And if he don't know, Kenny will tell you that he does not know. And I will ask somebody that does know. And he will ask somebody that does know. So great. See, this is why you and I work well together. Like, we just toss in pods, or you're just trying to sneak and get on a pod twice. I don't know. One of the two. I've taught you well, Kenny Jones. I'm, I'm trying to get on a couple segments. So if y'all want to send them in incrementally, I can get on the next one and the next one. <laughs> I want to come back. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're definitely back at the banquet hall again. I mean, we just had our first chef in the banquet hall. We got our first dentist now. They're going to eat cooking Pal Pal's food. Then they're going to get their teeth checked out by Dr. Kenny Jones. We got to have the resident dentist at the banquet hall. So whether it's going to be a monthly, bi-monthly episodes, we will have multiple Q&As with the dentist, Kenny Jones, or just whatever y'all want to hear Kenny talk about. We could just have Kenny be the Q&A partner of the podcast. Whenever I want to do a Q&A, we're just going to bring Kenny on. I think I like that. This is the best time ever now. This is the best Christmas gift. I just uh, want to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> so send in your questions, uh, bhallpods at gmail.com, at banquethallpod on IG, Twitter, send us a voice memo. And also, because I have to throw this shameless plug before I let you plug whatever you need to plug, I've recently activated the ability for folks to support this podcast. So if you want to support the Banquet Hall on a monthly basis, uh, you can head on over to the link in our bio to our Anchor dashboard page, anchor.fm slash Banquet Hall pod, and you can support our podcast monthly. Uh, you can support it with a dollar a month, $5 a month, $50 a month if you're feeling froggy, um, but just whatever way you want to support the podcast, you can support it in that way. Uh, but Kenny... I want to thank you in advance for being on the podcast, but before you go, I want to give you an opportunity to pull any shameless plugs, let us know what's coming next, anything you want the folks to know, the mic is yours. Wow, thank you so much. Um, so again, you can follow me at Jones on Instagram, also 35mm Kenny, as well as Crown Ellen with a K. Um, doing a lot of work with Zaire Williams in the future, so look out for his album to drop this year in january also we got bebo's album coming um for some beats from me which will be uh the end of this too so y'all hear it y'all hear this check out the beats there (laughs) um we got above me coming with four drops uh so go get those clothes we're gonna have some other fun things with that we're thinking about some shoe charms too with that um and yeah uh, i hope y'all have a lot of love um for every day and to the people that you love too and uh thank you for having me on the podcast Kyler. i really appreciate it 
thank you for joining the banquet hall kenny uh, you'll be back on many episodes and a natural nonsense podcast feature in your future as well of course we got to bring you to natural nonsense in the near future <laughs> yeah definitely i need to talk about those animal things that you're always talking about <laughs> i need to narrate not one not the animal things you do need to narrate narrate one though uh but thank y'all for tuning in to this week's episode of the banquet hall Happy New Year to those y'all in the future listening to this episode. Uh, We still have to figure out New Year's plans on this side of the calendar, but I hope y'all turned up for New Year's. Whatever you did for New Year's, I hope it was turned, and we'll catch y'all next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Happy New Year, y'all.